This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. I have a personal announcement, though. Uh, I'm placing a personal bounty on the head of Tim McCracken. He's the coach and chief punk on that Syracuse team. A, a bounty? Yeah. A hundred bucks of my own money for the first of my men that really nails that creep. Uh, that's eight o'clock at the War Memorial, the uh, Syracuse, and the all-new Charleston Chiefs. Thanks, Rich. Eh, not to worry, kid. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Thank you so much for joining me once again for The Drop Podcast. This is a milestone episode for The Drop. This is actually episode 300 I want to thank everyone so much for their support of The Drop. It's so great to be able to do this, to talk about the Blues, to talk about other stuff going on in the NHL. It is a privilege to me to bring the show to you. The Blues on Saturday, of course, beat the Penguins 5-1. They really dominated all facets of the game. Jordan Bennington was very strong in the first two periods. And then the Penguins really stepped it up another level in the third period. But Jordan Bennington was up to the task, and he stepped it up another level. Huge win for the Blues after only scoring three goals in their previous three games, which they lost all of them. So it's nice to see them get that win. I don't know what the NHL is doing with the Blues. How many back-to-back games have the Blues had over the last six to seven weeks? It's crazy. Going into this game against the Sabres, the Blues would be seeing an old friend, Carter Hutton, who started out very hot at the beginning of the year. Just as the Blues had an 11-game winning streak, the Sabres had a 10-game winning streak. But things have fallen apart for them. And the Sabres are going to be the only team in NHL history to have a 10-game winning streak in a season and not make the playoffs. And even though they have not been playing well lately, they would get the first goal to take an early one to nothing lead in the first period. In a way by Oposo. Oposo guns it across ice, taken out of the air neatly by Bogosian. Got it in over the line, working it down low. The pass went around behind the net. Bogosian catches up with it first. Bogosian turning. Got it across ice. Is the shot. Score! Larson leading from the perfect pass that came from Zach Bogosian. He gunned it home top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. And Buffalo has a one nothing. They're going to get a sixth goal of the year. But an excellent job here by Zach Bogosian. In on a four-check first. Comes up with a putt. Great heads-up play. Finds Johan Larson busting down the left wing here. Traffic in front by Zamigas Gjergensen. is taking a little attention away. And Johan Larson puts his puck perfectly on the short side. Just inside the post and the arm of Jake Allen. The Blues' defense has been playing pretty good lately. But on this goal... A missed assignment. Bogosian finds Larson coming in towards the faceoff circle on Jake Allen's stick side, and he gets the first goal of the game. That goal by Johan Larson, his sixth of the year. Bogosian gets his 15th assist. Gergensen's gets his 12th assist, and that goal was at 6 minutes and 42 seconds in. 
The Blues would tie it up just a couple minutes later. A guy that's been playing very well lately, Pat Maroon, gets his seventh goal of the year to knot this one up at one each. Chip to the corner now for Thomas. And then Maroon helps out. Good stick there by Carter Hutton. Now Maroon again. Out the other side in front. And a shot. He scores! Maroon has done it again. Goals in two straight. And we are tied at one. After a good sweeping poke check by Carter Hutton, who's really good at that. In case you want to jam one in there, it gets nullified. But Pat Maroon is on a roll. The big rig puts his hands up in the air, and he follows it up. Goals in back-to-back -back games. Now he's got some time and space. He walks in, he walks in, and just rifles it past the stick side. What an effort by Pat Maroon on this goal. Carter Hutton poke checks it out of his way. He gets back to the puck, brings it around the other side of the net, Skates right in front of Carter Hutton, about six to seven feet in front of him. Puts it right past him. Bad defensive play by the Sabres, but hard work by Pat Maroon. That goal by Maroon would be a seventh of the year. It was unassisted. It was at nine minutes and 12 seconds in, and we are tied. For the next few minutes, it was a little bit of back and forth. The Sabres would take a two-to-one lead on a goal by Ivan Rodriguez, his ninth of the year. Dalin eases it over to Montour. They've got it up on the wing, and it's cleared on to center ice and brought back in over the line now with Rodriguez. Rodriguez cutting in front, takes a shot. Now that is a major league goal. He made everybody lean one way, and he gunned it back the other, and it's 2-1, to one, Buffalo. Now Rodriguez is going to get his ninth goal of the year. And it was some nice work. He stayed with this as he's fallen. He just takes this quick shot and it finds the far post. That's his first goal in the last 18 games. Such a huge goal for Evan Rodriguez to hopefully try to get himself back on track here. The Sabres brought the puck out quickly out of their defensive end. Rodriguez ends up with the puck, skates in, Pareko's a couple of feet in front of him. And instead of scooting up on him and taking the man, he tries to poke check the puck away, and at that point, he's out of control. Rodriguez makes one more deke and puts it past the pad of Jake Allen. That goal by Rodriguez would be his ninth of the year. Nylander gets his first assist. Montour gets his 24th assist. The Sabres come out of the first period up 2-1. to one. There would only be one penalty in the first period, and that would be on Buffalo, but the Blues were unable to take advantage of the power play opportunity. Buffalo outshot the Blues 10-9 in that period. Moving into the second period, the shots would be even at 11 apiece. But it would be Buffalo that would add to their 2-1 lead when Connor Sherry gets his 13th goal of the year. And Montour gets the puck back. He's trying to get away behind the net from Maroon and finally does. Cleared up on the wing and in over the line. Now a chance for the pass. Sherry shoots. Sherry's going to get his 13th goal of the year, but it's a beautiful pass by Alex Neander here. Darling to Neander, and then bang, puts it perfectly on his take. Tried that last night. Sherry fanned on it tonight. Does not make that same mistake. That play right there is an example of why Rasmus Dahlin was picked number one overall by the Sabres. A great exit pass out of the defensive zone. Gets it to Nylander. Gets it to Sherry. Jake Allen looked like he stumbled a little bit on that play, like his skate got stuck in the ice. 
something. He was definitely off balance. Sherry shoots it past the glove side, and the Sabres are up 3-1. to one. That goal by Sherry be his 13th of the year. Nylander gets his second assist. Dalheim with that great pass gets his 30th assist. 7 minutes 46 seconds in. The Blues find themselves down 3-1. to one. Buffalo would have another great opportunity after this goal, but Jake Allen would keep it at a two-goal lead with this great save. Skinner spins, finds Eichel, and he waits. Reinhardt in front, out of midair, save Allen, another chance. Allen got over and made that save as well. And we get a whistle. Jake Allen makes a huge save, which will allow the Blues to start to come back, and that comeback would happen very quickly after this save. Just a little over a minute later, the man that we missed while he was out with his concussion, David Perron, puts the Blues back in this game at 3-2. Plays it back across, with the line and broke his stick. And the Blues catch a break there. Perron out of the box. He comes in four on three. Perron fires. He scores! What a shot by David Perron! And it's 3-2. Ristolainen, the young defenseman, goes to one-time it. The stick gets snapped in half, and it actually goes in the stands. About five rows up the, the blade of it, and then David Perron ends up out of the box. He and Bozak go at it. He uses the defenseman as a screen. It might have clanked off the pipe as well. A seeing-eye shot low, oh my goodness, about 20 inches above the ice. A wonderful shot by David Perron. Ristolainen breaks the stick in the offensive zone. The Blues get the puck out. And guess who's coming out of the penalty box? That's right. David Perron gets a puck, skates in, and just puts a beautiful shot past Carter Hutton. Hits off the post. The Blues are back into this game. The Blues have really missed David Perron. That goal by Perron would be his 18th of the year. Pareko gets his 15th assist. 12 minutes, 15 seconds in. The Blues look pretty confident. Going into the third period, Buffalo would outshoot the Blues 12-7. Jake Allen made a couple very good saves, which would allow the Blues' Braden Shin to tie this one up. Eight minutes, 41 seconds into the third. Larson to knock it away. Delzato stays with it. Now knocked down by Larson. But then it's picked up by O'Reilly. He spins away. Now O'Reilly in front. That shot blocked. Hot sprawl. Rebound. They score! Shin! The wraparound ties the game at three. For a guy that's got a pretty good curve on his stick, to go on the backhand like that and wrap it around and get enough on it is something else. In front of the net is Michael Delzato. He does an excellent job. And that puck, I thought at one point, was going to be covered by the goaltender, Carter Hutton. Riley goes over top of him. The puck is loose. And Braden Shen, with that face all banged up in about 15 stitches on the nose and the eyebrow, ends up scoring. Delzato and O'Reilly were working hard on the boards on that play, and that was the key in getting this goal. I don't know how many times I tell you guys, that hard work in the boards leads to so many goals. O'Reilly comes off the boards, puts the initial shot on Hutton. Hutton makes a save, comes right off of him. Shin gets the puck, skates around to the other side of the goal, and after being down 3-1, to one, the Blues and Sabres are now tied. That goal by Shin would be his 14th of the year. O'Reilly gets his 43rd assist. Delzato gets his 7th assist. 8 minutes, 41 seconds into the third. There would be no more goals in the third period. 
We would go to OT. Nobody would get a goal. Both goalies, when there were opportunities, stood tall. We'd head to a shootout. Jack Eichel would put one past Jake Allen. Tyler Bozak would put one past Carter Hutton. But it would be Sam Reinhart that would decide it and give Buffalo the two points. So Reinhart coming in against Allen. Reinhardt puts a shot. He might have passed that one in off the goaltender, but it went into the nets. Sam comes across, goes for forehand. He gets a little bit with his glove, but just not enough. It wasn't the best played game by either team. The Blues didn't play their best. The Sabres didn't really play their best, but they end up getting the two points. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Shots on goal, 33 for the Blues, Sabres 34. The Blues won the face-off battle, 60% to 40%. Both teams had two power play opportunities. Neither power play unit could put any goals in. The Blues out hit the Sabres 27 to 26. Sabres out blocked the Blues 9 to 5. And both teams had 12 giveaways. So as you can tell from those stats, a very even game. Let's now head to the post-game interviews. We're going to hear from a very disappointed Ryan O'Reilly. Braden Shin, Pat Maroon, who's been hot lately, and of course, Coach Craig Berube. Yeah, it's disappointing. We did not play a very good game. You know, we played down to, you know, just not, not our best, not our best effort. And yeah, it's just weird. We weren't, we weren't clean with our, the way we moved the puck usually. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's tough because that, that's a game we used to kind of won if we just stuck our game. And yeah, you know, it starts with myself too, being, being better and leading that charge. But uh, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. So like on this road trip, you, you guys played your best against Pittsburgh, the best team, and then the effort's not full 60 minutes against Ottawa and, and uh, Buffalo today. What, is, what does that say about this team right now? It's just tough. Mm-hmm. I think it's something, obviously, you know, it's, it's an issue. You know, you play these teams, they're kind of out of it, and you tell they're just they're playing so loose. They're just taking risks, mm-hmm. trying to, like, one-on-ones, and it's just it's kind of it's a different game and a different um, – just different compared to playing other teams that are, you know, gearing up for that playoff, and it's just, you know – Finding, finding ourselves to, you know, in these games early and getting to it, and it just, uh, yeah, we gave them too much, uh, too, too early. On the penalty, on the shootout, there, did you look like you, you had it if you just could have kept it down a, yeah. an inch or two? Yeah, obviously, it's a, it's a bad shot, didn't go in. Um, moves okay, just, uh, just the finishing right there, and obviously, as of late, I haven't been finishing very much, and yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a chance to, to win that there, and yeah, got to be better going forward. What's the emotion like on, on a play like that where you got to score to do it? It's you here in Buffalo on a game like this. The crowd's going, going nuts. Well, what's going on? I, I love it. Um, you know, I love that pressure. I think it's something. It's kind of those moments that you live for. You know, it's exciting. And obviously, just came out on the wrong end of it. Surprised at all by some of the reactions, some of the boos, or was that what you were expecting? Not really. I, I didn't really know what to expect, but uh, yeah, it's all good. You know, it's part of the game. It helps sell tickets, and so it's uh, it's good that way. Did you hear that? Or were you able to kind of zone it out and just uh, go ahead with your uh, with your penalty shot? Yeah, well, obviously I didn't get the result I wanted, but uh, yeah, usually that's something that uh, you know he feeds off of. You just know you're in people's heads, and it's uh, you know it's a good thing that kind of helps drive. On the tying goal, um, were, you, were you confident it wasn't going to be goalie interference after the challenge? Yeah, I just I got hit pretty hard in there and mm-hmm. high stuck, and yeah, I don't think like I, I was able to kind of jump and like mm-hmm. fall over top of them and not really have any contact coming back for, for the wraparound. So, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't want to get too excited because you never know on those calls. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, obviously it was good to, to squeak out a point uh, against them. 
not doing the right things. Um, you know, not take care of the puck. Uh, you know, um, you know, I think maybe thinking it's maybe it's going to be an easier game than it is. There's a lot of good teams this league, and you can't take any team lightly. And and uh, you know, obviously it's nice to get a point out of that, but. Um, you know, if we play the right, right way, we should be able to beat this team uh, this time of year. After you guys tied it up, uh, did you probably more confident after that point that you could yeah, finish I mean, it out? Yeah, every point's huge. Um, we know that. Shootout, I think, can happen. But like I said, uh, I think if we play our way for, for 60 minutes, um, you know, uh, you know, play the right way, grind teams down like mm -hmm. we do. We're not fun to play against. But uh, when we don't do it for 60 minutes, we, we give teams uh, a better chance of beating us. On, on your goal? It's like once you got the puck around there, you've seen that seen that you had an open net to quickly wrap it around into. Yeah, um, you know, it's one of those plays where you don't know which way the call is going to go. Um, you know, or I went to that net, think kind of got pushed over and, and hopped over the goalie, which uh, obviously able to be a goal, and obviously those ones are nice to have. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, obviously when you play catch up, obviously we tied a game right away, but we just felt like we weren't transitioning enough. We couldn't get through the neutral zone and. When we did, we had success. We played down there, and we had some good opportunities. And you know, we we, we capitalized on our chances when we were down in the zone. But you know, Buffalo played a hard game. Sometimes you, they're a good team over there. You got to tip your cap sometimes, and they played us hard. But that was a really huge point for us. Looks like you guys just maybe not as strong on the puck as you'd been in some other games. Or more turnovers, more you couldn't keep offensively couldn't keep the puck in the zone as much as you had in like in Pittsburgh yesterday. Yeah. I guess. I mean, we had some really good shifts, though, I think. But mm -hmm. I think, you know, misplacing the puck, letting the goalie touch it, and him breaking it out, I mean, that's tough. Sometimes you're chasing the game from that. You're chasing the game from behind when you're bad dumps, bad placements of the puck. And, you know, and I think in the first, we were playing lateral. We weren't playing north-south hockey. We were lateral in the mm -hmm. puck and the blue line, like you said. And we were just weren't capitalized on that. I think our game is the north-south straight lines. And, you know, obviously we have some really high-power offensive players. But when we do that, that opens space for those top lines. One of those games, it wasn't very clean all game. It was a, it was a tough grind out there. Um, we didn't execute very well. And, you know they, you know, give them credit. They they played hard. It was, a, you know, it's a big game and uh, it's a big game for us too. But uh, we just didn't execute very well and our puck play wasn't very good. Um, you know, we turned a lot of pucks over and they had to puck more than us. It seemed like that was something that you guys did exceedingly well against Pittsburgh yesterday. And when you look at this road trip, losing to Ottawa, beating Pittsburgh, getting a point here, what is it? What does that say about this team right now? It played its best against a good team, and yeah, well, we got to we got definitely got to do a better job against you know teams that are below us in the standings. That's for sure. It's not been good enough. Uh, <laughs> um, Ryan O'Reilly, it's got to be a pressure-packed situation for him, putting him out there for the third third shot in the shootout with uh, needing to get a goal. But, but any your thoughts on putting him on having him there in that order? He's a good player for us. You know, we rely on him to score, and he's you know he's got he's a good shootout guy. Seemed like he handled the day well with everything that was. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He competed hard tonight, worked hard. Um, you know that line actually had a lot of good opportunities to score. They ended up getting the one goal, and uh, uh, you know David Prawn come out of the box and got another goal. So I mean, you know they they had a lot of good opportunities in the offensive zone, and uh, you know they just we fell short. Three out of six points on this trip. You... Well, yeah, you know, you always say 500 on the road, you're happy with it. But, uh, 
you know, I look at our team and, um, you know, losing, a, losing to Ottawa, um, that, that's a game we gotta, we, we got to have. And, um, you know, we didn't get that one. But, you know, tonight was, wasn't a clean game. You know, you're going to have some of those games where we get grinded a point out of it, which is good. I'm sure the Blues are not satisfied with getting the point. I know the fans are not satisfied with them getting a point. Talent-wise, the Blues definitely have more talent than the Sabres, but that doesn't always matter in an NHL game. Too many mistakes by the Blues, not enough pressure on the puck. The Blues didn't play their game, which is not making mistakes, playing strong defensively throughout the whole game, and putting guys in front of the net. When they do not do all three of those, they're not successful and they lose games. Going into the playoffs, I'm a little concerned because the team's inconsistent. One night, they look great. For example, the Penguins, they look great in that game. And I know it's a back-to-back game. But the next day against the Sabres, they don't even look like the same team. For this team to be successful in the playoffs in these last few games, they've got to be more consistent. Because when you're inconsistent like they've been, you can't win a seven-game series. You just can't. You've got to play your game. You've got to play it night in and night out in that seven-game series. If not, it ends up being a four- to five-game series. Before I let you guys go, always remember to check out bluesrants.com. You know what they've got there. Great writing, great stuff on the blues, individual players the rampage. Do not forget to go to bluesrants.com. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop number 300. Thank you guys so much for making it possible. Until next time, let's go blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.